Hi everyone, welcome to the Epic Vision Zone. My name is Jane Applegath, a former award-winning stockbroker, television producer, yoga instructor, serial entrepreneur, and now founder of the Epic Vision Zone. Each show, we offer you an inspiring person or message to bring you closer to your big dream by showing you how to enter the portal to possibilities, prosperity, and potential so that you can live your epic life. Thank you all for being here today. Adam Maslow said, in any given moment, we have two options to step forward into growth or to step backward into safety. Pamela Horton is a leadership, success, self-mastery, and spiritual coach. She is also the founder of Business of You Coaching, a program dedicated to helping people retrain their mindset for success and experience the best relationships and performance in life and career. Close to 30 years in practice, Pamela has studied neuroscience, positive psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, mind training, the human bioenergy field, and much, much more. The Business of You Coaching specializes in self-mastery, leadership development, life work harmony, well-being, and success, however you define it. Pamela has the unique ability to challenge you, empathize with you, and strengthen you at the exact moment needed to move you forward. She helps people successfully navigate through unexpected personal and professional challenges, something we can all use, her customized instruction and practices help individuals confidently achieve life and career fulfillment. Welcome, Pamela. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you, Jane. It's wonderful to be here. Well, I uh, would love to just dive right in here and understand a little bit about your journey. There is so much that you have in the way of knowledge and expertise. So give us an idea of what drove your passion and purpose to do the work that you do today. Mm, thank you. And thank you for having me. Wow. What drove my purpose and my passion for be making me here today, right? Um, well, all of us have some lessons that we go through in life. All of us are faced with specific various points in our life journey. And we are challenged, um, whether it's early on in childhood or adolescent years. And for me, it was my childhood. Uh, there was a lot of things going on when I was young and um, in, within my family. And I would look out at my family and I would wonder why things were occurring. Um, they weren't always the nicest of things. And uh, I love my family and every family has their own little um, let's say challenges, uh, we all go through, I would look out at my family and wonder, you know, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way of being and loving each other and operating. There's got to be a better way of operating and experiencing life. And that started my journey of wanting to learn about why people do what it is that they do. Why do they behave the way that they behave? Why do I behave the way that I behave? And so that just started my lifelong journey of learning. I love learning about human behavior. I love learning about the mind. I love learning about love and self-compassion and forgiveness. And uh, that just brought me to a state of always wanting to be of help. And that was something that I was always of, help and being of service. People would come to me, ask me questions, uh, see if they could uh, gain some insight or wisdom to help them in their own challenges in personal and professional lives. 
that's a wonderful the the thing that rang so true for me was your ability to be curious because that is the mm. first step into exploration and you know just the fact that at that young age you were curious as to why people did, do what they do and the behavior and so on and so like yourself i'm a life learner as well and it just, uh, and, and now of course the doors are wide open and there's so much that we're exploring and learning now, but thank you for that, that story because it really does give us an idea of where we all come from and you know what led us to wanting to explore all these different facets of the human being. So you've just recently, I believe, stepped into a, a, a business, I'm not sure if you call it the pro program or your school, but it's the business of you. And I'm really excited to understand, number one, the inspiration for the business of you and give us some insight into exactly what the business of you um, does. And, and uh, you know, uh, this to me feels like your, your passion right now. Yes, yes. So it is actually a course. It was going to be a school and developing it, I learned that it's not a school. It's, it's an mm -hmm. online program. However, it is what I call my coaching. While my coaching is individualized and customized for everyone that I serve, it is about the business of you or the business of them, or if they're talking about themselves, the business of me. And the reason why I have called it that and coined the phrase is because everyone when I work with, we're always concerned about their business, their career, their family, everything else about themselves. And until we understand who we are, what's important to us, what it is that we value, we, are, we may gain success in life. We could have um, long-term success, short-term success. We could experience some challenges as well. But if we are not knowing our own habits, our own patterns, and the why behind the decisions that we make, we will not have long lasting fulfillment. We could have, again, short term success, but we will not experience long term fulfillment. And that's something that I found that everyone is concerned about, or most people are concerned about, again, finances or the profit and loss or sales and, and other people's businesses in, their, in terms of their career. And, and I just heard myself asking, well, what about the business of you? What about the business of you? What is it that you are doing to make sure that you are in harmony and good health, making good decisions so that you're not jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire. And it just started to stick uh, over the years as I was working with my clients. And that's, that's where it came from is the business of you. And so I have created a course and um, it, I have not launched it yet, but I have been very blessed and very grateful for uh, pre-sales that people wanna join to learn about themselves that get to understand their patterns and their behaviors. Hmm. That sounds so rich. And, you know, it really resonates, I think, with women more than anything, because women always tend to put others ahead of themselves, chores ahead of themselves. They're they're, they put their life on hold for others. Um, and I think it's part of our nurture nature. But you're right. If we, we don't care for ourselves, if we don't give back, if we don't learn for ourselves first, then how can we be of help to others? So I love that. That is, and you're with this program, you're making it women and others, obviously, aware that, wait a minute, have you asked yourself how you're feeling lately? 
you know, it's just, mm -hmm. we just keep going and pushing and pushing. And actually that leads perfectly into the next question, because I read in your bio that you said many of us have suf suffered and suffocated under the focus of business at all costs. That really resonated with me, and I'm sure it'll resonate with many others. Tell us your secret to helping us release this stifling mindset. Mm, I'm not sure if it's a secret. It's, <laughs> it's a practice. And it's, just, it's a curiosity, really, just to your point back in the very beginning of the interview here. It is being curious as to what it is that you're feeling, what it is that you're thinking, and what it is that you're saying to yourself at any given moment. And we're talking to ourselves all day long. We're never not speaking to ourselves unless we are deliberately, consciously choosing to be silent. And even then we have to not battle, but just be aware that the thoughts are coming in and be able to release them through meditation. And so, again, it's not a secret. It's really becoming so supremely self-aware, becoming hyper-focused on what it is that you have been thinking and what it is that you've been feeling, and even going a step further and acknowledging what your body posture is doing, what your body language is doing, what are the facial expressions that you are making throughout the day, because these things are clues, they're little doorways into what it is that you're thinking. And what we're thinking will either, or in speaking, essentially, because we're thinking internally, that's speaking, and what we're speaking externally is what we're speaking into existence. And so if we become hyper aware of what it is that we're thinking and speaking, we can see exactly what the results are that it's playing right out in front of us. Yes, absolutely. I call it the mind diet. We need to be aware of our words and our thoughts. And of course, you don't want to go down that road too deep for those beginning because then you start overthinking your thoughts. <laughs> it just becomes a vicious circle. But I agree yeah. with you 100% um, because all the words, words are very powerful. They even carry vibration. And all of those that we, and like you said, when you speak it, um, you've actually made it a reality. So uh, just a little short thing here I wanted to share with the audience and yourself as I was speaking with a gentleman the other day and he said, oh yes, it's hard. You know, it, this, this part of the business is hard, but you know, we'll get through it. And I said, hmm. That's an interesting word, uh, hard. And I, I said, maybe you want to reframe that. And he got it right away. He said, oh yeah. He said, I, I, I know where you're going with this. Because in saying that, it does become hard. It does become difficult. Um, and so he caught, he caught himself and he said, yes, you're absolutely right. But you're, this is being the hyper awareness, correct? And everything yeah. that we say, just pause and say, okay, how did I frame that? Or why did I say that to myself? Like how many of us have said, oh my God, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I said that, or I did that. And it's like, no, not a good thing. <laughs> so absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I, I, that is that exactly. Yes. Business at all costs. Well, it's also the business of you, which we come right back to that fabulous title for your program. From going from surviving to thriving, how do we bring our personal, spiritual, and professional growth into harmony so that we can go from surviving to thriving? Because like you, I have spiritual background as well. So give us a little insight into that. 
Yes. So it, it's, it's all connected. Um, and going back to the story about the gentleman that you just shared, what we speak, if we are, when we become aware of it, what happens is it's a, it's a window into our operating belief system. It is literally showing us what it is that our, what it is our beliefs are about us, about the world, about our career, relationships, marriage, and so on. And when you are looking to create harmony in your life, whether it's work and career or harmony within your family, when you are paying attention, and again, going back to what you said, Jane, not going so deep that you become attached to what it is that you are thinking and fall into a loop, um, even though we are already in a loop with our thoughts, the, the process is to be aware of our thoughts without judging them. And just observe them as if you are looking at them from a 30,000 foot view level or looking at them through uh, as if they are a painting on a museum wall. You're just observing them without any judgment, just absorbing them. Um, and when we do that, again, it's showing us what our beliefs are. And when, if we start to say or hear ourselves saying more often than not, oh, that was so stupid. How, that, I, I, you know, I'm so stupid for doing that. It is telling you that you are potentially really feeling stupid, that you are really judging yourself for being stupid. And there's no room for that. That's not something that is kind. And that's something that is actually could destroy. And what we speak, we speak into existence, right? The power of words that you just said. Um, you can either create with words or we can destroy with words. And when we pay super attention to them, we can begin to harmonize our life by pivoting what it is that we are changing or saying. And the more we say something, the more we repeat something, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but by the time we're seven years of age, we have downloaded or heard over 25,000 words. And they are the same words that are said over and over and over again by our parents, teachers, siblings, aunts, uncles, friends, friends' parents, we hear these words said over and over again. And these words that are repeated, they are literally creating beliefs. Because while this is not the Merriam, the Webster um, definition of beliefs, this is my definition of a belief. And that is, it is something that is said repeatedly over and over and over again, that literally cements within us. So when we pay attention to what it is that we're saying, we can hear what we are, what our beliefs are. And from that, we can then choose different words in order to state, dictate, declare into our own lives to create that harmony and to balance every action, every area, um, everything that we are operating or doing or even experiencing just for the joy of it. Mm. That was fabulous, Pamela, really. I mean, it, it's like you said, with the words that we've heard up to the point that we're seven, we're hard, hard wiring our program is being hardwired. We aren't because we're young, but it is being hardwired for us, for, with our environment, with family, society, whatever it might be. And so it is so vital, but absolutely. And, and the beauty of that is that we now know through neuroscience, which is my next question, is that we can reprogram that. Um, and so that is a, an area like yourself that I am fascinated with and with technology and, and the advances in science, we now know so much more. And I know that that's one of your areas of expertise. So neuroscience has taught us a lot about how the mind 
can work for or against us. So how do you incorporate the science into your success mindset teachings? Yeah, this is the exciting part. You're absolutely right. We can literally create ourselves into whomever we wish to be. If you are no longer wishing to be shy, you can literally speak into existence through repetition. And this is going into the neuroscience. I'll address that in a moment. You can literally state something new for yourself and create something new for yourself. In fact, I invite the audience to do this the next time. If they are always cold, for example, by going into a store or a restaurant, if you seem to always hear yourself, it's freezing in here. I'm always so cold. I'm cold. I'm cold. Again, repeating and repeating, making it actually even truer. Um, my, my loving challenge for you is to begin to say something completely different. I'm completely comfortable in here. The temperature is the perfect temperature for me. Uh, it's, it's, I'm comfortable in here temperature wise, whatever it is. And you, you will notice that when you are entering into that store, or the restaurant, as you are saying this to yourself, you will truly feel comfortable in the temperature of the environment, whether it's freezing or not, you have created that experience and that reality for yourself in terms of feeling comfortable in that temperature. And so the neuroscience, the part that I love, um, there's a phrase I'm sure your audience is, is highly educated. I'm sure they've heard this before, um, that neurons that fire together, wire together. And essentially what that is saying is whenever you have a repeated act or something that is repeatedly said, you are there are neurons that are firing together inside the mind that's making it more accessible and more, pra not practical, but more um, uh more apt for them to work together in order to make that change that you're looking to create in your life. And so the more that you do something, you can also think of it as muscle memory. For those of you who love to dance or learn new, new types of dances, you are creating a muscle memory for yourself when you are repeating an action or, or a statement that will then create the experience that you're looking to create for yourself. Absolutely, yes. It's, it's interesting because we always think of uh, exercising our bodies, but we don't mm. often think of exercising our brain or our mind. And that's like you said, it's a practice. It's a repetitive practice because you, you can't do it just once. That's the, some of the power of meditation, which is something that you're, you're experienced in as well. And I, I love it because you're right. We have to, it's not just one and done. It's, repetitive and we we need to that's the awareness first is the awareness and then you say okay now where can i go and the body will follow the brain the body will follow the mind which is shocking you know like you said you could say i'm comfortable when you've been cold before and actually the room temperature hasn't changed but you programmed your body because the mind is much more powerful than the body and that's why of course you know we all often say that you hold m many of your emotions in your body without knowing it mm -hmm. but yes absolutely mm -hmm. i do find it extremely exciting the neuroscience of that and and i wanted to segue into the spiritual aspect of it which i just mentioned really briefly there because what spiritual practice then do you encourage your clients to learn to incorporate mm -hmm. some of these practices? Meditation, of course. Utilizing affirmations is also helpful. There are many people, however, who have a very active mind and are unable to or believe that they are unable to meditate. And so those are two practices right out of the gate. But one something very simple that I'd like to offer today is 
two things actually. Number one is anything can be made into a spiritual practice. The fact that you wash your hands, you can make that into an offering. You can offer that act of washing your hands um, and turn it over to your higher power and say that this act of service is for your higher power. For me, it is God. Um, or you can make that act of washing your hands or doing some other chore around the house um, or a donation in some way to, you can offer that up in towards somebody else or that somebody might be in need because everything is energy. And when you are offering something up, literally the waveforms will emanate out from you and that act and will reach the person that it is that you are offering it up to. So there isn't any, the one thing, like I said, that any act could be an act of service. So that's, that's number one. Number two that I'd like to offer up is the idea of water. Now, what do I mean by this? Water has, is consciousness. Water has a consciousness. Water has memory. It is molecularly structured properly when it's running over the rocks. It literally, when you are examining it, will, short, will form geometric shapes. And it has a spirit about it. So whatever it is that you, whenever you are drinking water, you are drinking what has been part of that water previously. So a spiritual act or a service could be you literally blessing the water that it is that you are drinking for the day. And what do I mean by blessing it? Um, am I saying, you know, make the sign of the cross over it? Sure, absolutely. You, you, you are more than welcome to do that. Highly encouraged. But what I really mean is you can take your glass or the entire container that you're drinking the water from and you can speak into it or over it, giving praise and thanks or thanks for the very thing that you are in need of or that somebody is in need of. If you are feeling not so great that day, if you are feeling like you are in a rut and you can't get out of this rut or this funk, or you might feel like you are, um, your confidence has dipped some, you can literally thank the water or thank God, your higher power for the higher confidence or greater confidence. You can thank the water for patience. And as you are drinking the water, once you bless it with these affirmations or intentions, you, as you're drinking it, you can, you can visualize that this water is going down into every cell that you are. And every cell that we are has its own consciousness. Every cell, according to Deepak Chopra, every cell has its own consciousness. And it is eavesdropping on every thought and word that we think and speak. So when you are praying over or, or um, creating the act of speaking something into existence over the water, and then you are physically drinking it, you can envision yourself actually becoming that very thing. And this is so exciting because my clients always report back to me, this works. I can't believe it, how so simple this is. This is actually working. And they get so excited about it. So I wanna offer that up to everybody today. If you're not drinking enough water, find out how much water you should be drinking according to your weight your body and your weight size, and then go ahead and drink that amount of water every day. But before you do, bless it with some sort of intention that you're feeling like you could use and need. That's wonderful. Oh my gosh. I can, I can see that and feel that. Absolutely. And how simple. And yes, I've read some incredible things about the energy and the molecular structure of how our words, like you said, you're speaking to the water, the energy that you're projecting into that change things. You know, there's the very, very famous um, experiment of the gentleman who uh, spoke um, into some water uh, with some 
I love you or I hate you. And the, uh, I'm sure you, it's Emoto, I believe, is a Japanese Dr. scientist. Emoto. And, mm -hmm. Yes, Dr. Emoto. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. And the, and the I love you water crystallized into beautiful shapes of like snowflakes and, and whatever. And the water that was, you know, people said, I hate you too. Uh, I believe uh, hardened and, and just turned into some ugly slush kind of, anyway, it was, it was fascinating, mm -hmm. but yes. And then the, taking that a step further by blessing your water and then drinking it and having that affect your molecular, I could see that. Oh, but thank you so much for that. That is fascinating. I love it. Oh, you and I could go on forever on the science. I think that's just, <laughs> and now we're proving that it's true, which is even more so uh, powerful to those who uh, don't believe in the power of, you know, our thoughts and the power of energy and so on and so forth. So Tate, let's mm -hmm. set ta segue into your leadership development then. Tell us about the leadership development aspects of your program. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, it's really quite fascinating, actually, because people who are in leadership roles that I'm serving and are clients of mine, um, they always tell me that they've never experienced a leadership ex program like this before. Um, it's not uh, it's not typical of your traditional type of schooling and, and leadership. It's really about the business of you. It's learning, again, to be so self-aware and be paying super close attention to what your beliefs are and what your values are and what actions you're taking because our actions will always show us what it is that we value. And the the homework or I like to call it field work or field play that the or the assignments that my clients get um, and, and have to complete uh, always take them to a place of leading themselves being so radically honest about what their actions have been to date and whether that's with their family whether it's with their employees and whether it's with themselves and you know my idea of success and leadership is being congruent with what it is that i think speak and do and a lot there's a lot there tends to be a lot of incongruency out there 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 we as people myself included you know ego the or an acronym for ego that i like to use is edging goodness out or edging god out has developed over the years to protect us and to keep us safe. And many of us operate from ego without even knowing it. We're identified with our personality and, that, and the ego has created the personality. And with these exercises that we do together in the program or in the coaching experiences that I have in, with my clients is they begin to see that the real them, the business of you has nothing to do with their ego. And they begin to, um, just unhook a little bit just just let go ever so softly ever so slightly of what they thought their life would look like or what their career would look like by now um, they they start to observe softly what their behavior is again um, how are they doing are they how are they acting at work compared to how it is that they are acting at home and compared to how it is that they're acting towards themselves and when they begin to just investigate this again from a curious mind state of mind um, they begin to see that there isn't congruency and that the ego is really at the helm of their decision making and and how it is that they're leading their staff themselves and their family and so when you begin to take a very deep radically honest look 
without any judgment of yourself, a loving inquiry um, of how it is that you are doing things, we are able to say, hmm, you know something, I really don't like the direction of this. I really don't want to have this result. I'd like to have this result instead. And this is why, and these are the results, uh, these are the benefits of, the, of this new result that we're going to be working towards. Um, it's really ineffable what happens to somebody who blossoms and gets to understand themselves from a leadership standpoint. I think it was Simon Sinek who said, how we do one thing is how we do everything. Mm. And it's, it's a very profound statement. And, and I found it to be very, very true. If I'm choosing to not fold my laundry <laughs> for seven to 10 days, which I've been guilty of, right? And, and until I became a master of that action, um, a master over that, master, you know, mastering my emotions around that. How come I can't get this done I, when I can get all of this stuff done? I can earn this amount of money, but I can't fold my clothes, you know, for seven <laughs> days after the laundry. Um, how is this possible? When you get curious and from a loving standpoint, from a forgiving standpoint, from a non-judgmental frame of mind and, and point of view, who it is that you're being in that time of inquiry. You, it's just, it's a beautiful thing to watch my clients blossom and to watch people blossom into choosing to lead themselves first and foremost, be consistent with that, pull back when they need to, reevaluate when they need to, and recreate a new way of doing or being or thinking, and then how that impacts their career, how that impacts the relationships at work, how that impacts the relationship with the person, with the cashier at the grocery store. It's, it's, it's really quite beautiful to watch and witness the, the leadership development that takes place as a result of slowing down, getting curious, not judging yourself, and understanding that how it is that we do one thing, we really are doing everything. I hope that answers your question. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's leading ourselves first before we lead others. I mean, that's how I, yeah. I see it. It's learning what what that means because we often like you said there's a different way that you're at work there's one way that you're at home there's another with your friends and it's it's like bringing your whole self to the party as opposed to bringing the i'm not who you think i think i am i i always like to say that it's kind of you have to think about it but mm. or i am who you think i think i am so whichever way you look at it, right? It's it's how are you behaving? But absolutely, I that that answered the question, and I love that that makes it so unique. Like you said, the leadership program is so very unique because you're really it's showing individuals how to blossom. Like there's a a beautiful poem that says, "And the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud." was more painful than the risk to blossom. Mm -hmm. And that's how I see it. And, and uh, I, I feel that too. So I just, uh, I love to, to uh, correlate that with what you were just saying, because that's how I felt when you were unfolding your leadership uh, program. So thank you for that. Now you did mention about self-love and tell us why self-love and confidence are vital to our personal growth and harmony. Mm -hmm. So we are in a society that believes doing acts for yourself is selfish. 
we tend to be so busy, we tend to be so distracted by choice, whether it's subconscious or, or, or conscious to be distracted. Um, we are, if you were to really sit with yourself and listen to what it is that you're saying as you're driving down the street and you see someone riding a bicycle or running or family walking or you enter a room, whether it's a meeting or a networking event or whatever the case, a doctor's office, it doesn't matter. If you become, if you, when you pay attention to what it is that you are thinking, you will find that you are casting judgments on people. You are thinking things about them that you do not know the truth. You, there's no way that you can know the truth about that situation or that person from the statement that you, that you just heard yourself say or think. And those judgments, because we're having them and it's, auto, it's, it's happening automatically because we are on autopilot, so much of our life happens. And, you know, if you have that ice, the iceberg in the water and the top, um, you know, there's, that's our conscious mind and underneath is the subconscious mind. 80% of our lives are run by our unconscious mind, our subconscious. And this is a journey, the business of you and the business of you course, the coaching that I do, it's a journey of learning what those subconscious thoughts and, and operations are so that you can no longer judge yourself and begin to love yourself. In fact, self-love is one of the most selfless things that anybody can do. Taking the time to slow down, um, prevent burnout, drink water, uh, eat nutritious food versus uh, processed food or more nutritious food and organic food and whole foods versus uh, processed food. Um, being patient with yourself, doing the meditation, exercising, reading even to learn something new or to fortify something that's already within you that is good and that you want to bring out even more. Um, Self-love for me is not about getting the hair done or the nails done. It could incorporate a massage or some body work and body treatments, of course. Anything to lower risk, uh, excuse me, lower stress, and also keep the parasympathetic nervous system on a, on a very um, smooth sailing, if you will, very uh, just smooth, not choppy, is self-love. And that brings about confidence. It brings about deeply rooted confidence because you are grounded when you take care of yourself in these manners and you become so, again, so loving, so self-aware of yourself that you know what you need when you need it, that you are aware of your behaviors and the actions that you're doing and the results that they cause or the consequences that they cause, good or bad. This is self-love and then that leads to confidence. And this all ties into leadership and self-leadership and of course the business of you and what it is that you what it is that is emanating from you to make the impact a greater impact in the world, a greater impact in your income, a greater impact in your peace. Um, it's 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 imperative. Self-love is imperative for growth and for leadership and for um, even greater income. It's it there's it the correlation between the two is absolutely direct. Yes, I I can see that. You're, there's no question about that. And thank you so much for that beautiful explanation. Uh, um, it really is something now that's spoken about more than it was in the past. You know, probably in in when you were younger and I was younger, that's people would always say, "Oh, you you're selfish. 
you know, you can't, you do something for yourself, you're being selfish. And that was the, that was just the going belief back then. But now we have, uh, there are many uh, pieces of information and in psychology and neuroscience that say self-love is one of, like you said, the, the, one of the kindest and the most fruitful things that you can do for yourself to help fulfill your, fill your cup, you know, fill your cup. And raise your vibration and your frequency. Because if you, if you think about it, we're all tuning forks, right? And you think of a tuning fork and I, and I, if I have a tuning fork in my room and on the opposite end of the house, um, we have a tuning fork in the other room being held by somebody else. And I hit my tuning fork and that tuning fork starts to emanate and vibrate. That vibration is going to reach the tuning fork on the opposite end of the house. And that tuning fork is going to vibrate at the same frequency that the original tuning fork is is vibrating at and that's that is uh, sympathetic resonance we are all individual tuning forks we are all energetic beings we are all waveform we are all emanating vibration and frequency and when you are creating a practice of self-love that could include nails and hair i'm not i don't want to i don't want to you know neglect that or, or leave that aside because if you feel good from that then absolutely um, if you're spending money to go do that and you should be ha and you could be using that money towards paying your debt down then no that is not self love that is actually self sabotage um, but when you do acts of self love and you are raising your frequency and your vibration you are literally raising the vibration of everyone that you are coming in contact with both virtually and physically it's it's science it's sympathetic resonance and by doing that that's why what i mean is it being it's being the most selfless act that you can do um or have for yourself is is choosing to do acts of self-love and it include it includes um when you hear yourself speaking poorly about yourself whether it's verbally mm -hmm. or internally it's the it's the conscious act of catching yourself and saying oh gosh I, i'm doing it again I, 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 that's so mean. I wouldn't tell my best friend this. I wouldn't tell my sister this. So why am I telling myself this? And just turning it around and forgiving yourself for having that judgment in the first place and literally telling yourself, I love you. I, I choose to love in this moment. And I had a client who, um, one quick story. I had a client who wore mood, mood nail polish. And she had started the day and the nail polish was a darker color. You remember mood rings, right? I'm sure they have sure. mood rings still, right? The, it reflects mm -hmm. the color of your mood. Same thing with the same principle with this nail polish. It was darker. And I had given her the field play of just, you know, slowing down and just, just say the words, I love you, whether it's to yourself or to anybody else, it doesn't matter. Just say the words, I love you for 15 minutes. If your mind drifts, let it drift. But once you're aware of it, come back. I love you. I love you. And she did that. She did the exercise. And wouldn't you know that the nail polish changed from a dark gray, black color to a light pink color. Again, science, your vibration, your frequency wow. raises. And that is the most selfless act that we could do is by being responsible for the energy that we bring in any given moment. Mm. I love that. Be responsible for the energy that you bring at any given moment. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love that you say we're tuning forks. I often refer to us as broadcasting towers, <laughs> broadcasting an energy, putting out a wave, you know, whether that be good or bad. But yes, absolutely. Thank you. That was marvelous. We could do an entire segment on self-love. <laughs> Seriously. We'd love to. <laughs> yeah, <Would> love absolutely. To. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. And why it matters. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Okay. We'll have to chat afterwards. But anyway, <laughs> okay. Pamela, is there one critical message that you could share with the world today? Mm. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with others. We, we're, if we haven't examined our beliefs, if we haven't examined our, our operating systems um, and, and consciously try to go off of autopilot to become the pilot of our life versus the passenger of it, and if we are drinking caffeine, if we are taking prescription medications and over-the-counter medications, um, that's interference. It's interference into the real you and the business of you. And so it requires a very high level of patience and understanding. And that starts with you first. So be patient with yourself and anything that you're learning new. It takes time. It takes practice. It's not, there's no magic pill. There is no such thing as magic pill, a pet magic pill. And if there were, gratitude would be it. That's another whole um, segment or section that you could probably have a show on, Jane. But just be patient. Um, it takes time to rewire and have those neurons fire so that they can rewire together, wire together. And it's okay. As long as you're taking action, that's the best thing that you, that we can all do for ourselves and for other people, when, meaning taking action in the business of you. Yes. Thank you for that message. So vital in today's go, go, go world, because uh, we have learned to lose our patience too often, jump to judgment, always, and not be compassionate, not only to ourselves, but to others. You know, it, it really is. Um, yes, patience is, is a virtue. It really, really is. And um, yes, that needs to be a reminder today, especially. Because we, I don't know about you, but in the past, you know, I would beat myself up because I'm like, oh, I, I know I know this. I, and I have no patience for myself when I needed to let my mind come, you know, find the answer or do it or whatever it was. I, I, and then it was bringing the bad energy. So I, I didn't understand that then, but I do now. So <clears throat> thank you for that reminder. Go ahead. You're welcome. It, it's not easy, though. And, and that's because we live in a world where we are being programmed consistently that to speed everything up, if you watch any reality TV show, any any regular sitcom, which I don't, but if you are, if you're engaged in these things, if you're engaged in movies, um, it takes two hours to build a house <laughs> or half an hour to build a house. And that's just not reality. And it takes it takes time. And so we're programmed to think that everything should happen super quick. But it's just it, it's that is not how life works. It takes practice. It takes patience. And, and that is my invitation to you all is to be patient wow, with yourself and you. others. Yes. Remember, we are not a computer and we are not. <clears throat> we do have a program inside of us, but we are not the machine. We are the human beings. <laughs> yes, right. absolutely. Right. Thank you. Any last words that you would like to share before we go? Yes, there is a real thing. There is a real experience that you can have for the better when you slow yourself down. If you allow yourself to slow down as soon as you recognize that you are rushed or sped up, 
invite yourself to just wait a minute. I'm going to slow down here. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to engage anything because when you slow down, you are able to receive the answers that you're looking for or receive the break that you're looking for. It's very, it's very powerful. It sounds trite. It's not, it's extremely effective. And I'll go a step further in that. Um, I invite you to get into the habit of blessing things, blessing everything. It could be the water, it could be yourself, it could be the person in the car next to you. It could be at the moment when you might be feeling a bit angry and frustrated driving the car. Bless it, bless the entire situation of success. Words do have power and they, will, they, they carry a weight to them. And if you are feeling something that you do not wanna feel any longer, bless it. Bless yourself, bless the other people involved, and bless the entire situation of success. And keep repeating that over and over again until you feel an energetic shift within you. And I will guarantee you that if you practice this and say it as often as you need to in that moment, you will feel an energetic shift from this frustrated, rushed type of being, way of being, to a more relaxed, more trusting, more grounded person and being in that moment and you will re you will real you will reap the result that you are ultimately looking for mm. i believe it absolutely yes it really it it's the mind mind shift you're you're changing the neurons you're you're for the better definitely yeah. Well, th thank you so much. And I do encourage everyone to try it. I can't wait to try it. I'm going to for sure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I'm sure it is. And I have one last question for you since we're on the epic vision zone. If your life were an epic story, what would the title be? Speak it into existence. Mm. Speak it into existence. Okay, now you got to write that book. <laughs> that, that, take that note. <laughs> yeah, I love that title. That is abs. That resonates with me. Oh my gosh, I got chills when you said that, because you're absolutely you. right. You do. You create your own reality. Perception is everything. What you perceive, you receive. It's so true. One hundred percent speak it into existence. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you so much for that. Well, and thank you, Pamela, for joining us here today and for your patience this morning. We had a few technical, technical difficulties, but we are here and I'm so glad. And for more information on the business of you and more, go to at Coach Pamela Horton, and that's on Instagram. And as well, you will be able to find all of her information on the Epic Vision Zone bio pages. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at Jane Applegath. And don't forget to reach out to me at janeapplegath.com where you can download your free keys to your dream success. I'm looking forward to connecting with you online. And this is the Epic Vision Zone, transforming your dreams into epic success.